0: Welcome back to the PropTech Insider. Today, we're joined by Ewan Morton, Managing Director of Morton Real Estate. Ewan is a born entrepreneur who operates with the mission of driving long-term growth and success for Morton by embracing innovation and challenging the conventional ways of doing real estate. Ewan is regarded by his peers for his passion and his energy for constant motivation to inspire his staff. Ewan. Thank you and welcome. Oh, it's a pleasure. So we want to have a conversation around prop tech and change and what's really happened over the last 18 months inside of your business and more broadly across the industry. As we know, you're really known in the industry as a lot of passion, instilling that passion in your people and helping them to drive forward and make the decisions to empower you guys as agents. What are you seeing out in the industry at the moment? Let's start there.
1: A lot of very tired people. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And what about in particular
1: around prop tech? Well, I think the whole prop tech thing is a really interesting area because COVID has forced us into some prop tech, uh, which is good. So, you know, prop tech has been good because we're now doing agency agreements through real-time agent, exchange of contracts. I think that the our agents are far more comfortable with that now and in fact are preferring to do things that way. So that's a big change, which saves us time and makes it all all easier. We've also uh, redone all our property management technology as well, which is a whole massive conversation on its own. But all of that is for us to try and simplify things. So I think the challenge with prop tech right now is so much prop tech to choose from. And which prop tech do you use for which task that talks to what product and how to use it properly? So this year I decided that I would myself become a social media expert. So I thought, well, if I'm going to understand that, I have to build my own brand profile. So I started off doing that with Instagram. And I actually, because as my kids tell me I'm a boomer, I, I did an Instagram course. which Oh, yeah, Yeah, cool. they thought that was a joke because why do you need to do that? But what I found quite fascinating is you think Instagram's simple, but it's not. Yeah. Right? There's lots to it. Yeah. So I'm still going. I've got eight modules. I've only got to module three. I've been going all year on it because every time I do a bit of it, I then spend hours working out what I should be doing or working out how to make it work so you know it's like all that stuff how do you schedule it Hootsuite this that video all gets complicated what that brought home to me is that all our people are trying to use our technology and they're all trying to do their job and they're all going at 100 miles an hour and they're all thinking which bloody button do I press and how to do that and that's a complexity so even even in our training, like we're doing all our development plans, like performance reviews, all that stuff at the moment. And I think a lot of people is like, could you just like leave the motivational crap to the side and could you just teach me how to use h and Yeah. right? Which buttons and how do I, what's the most efficient way for me to move through that and could someone sit there and show me? And I actually think that's where we're at is to get the best out of PropTech. Whatever tool you decide that you're going to use is actually use it completely, and you have to take the time to make somebody an expert, and that takes time. Yeah. So I actually think that's part of the complexity, one of the complexities we've got, using the stuff we've got properly. And to be honest, that's always been the challenge with mm. technology. Yeah. But it's coming at us in such a wave. You almost have to be going, well, which technology do I not use to work out which technology you will use? Then you have to think about, well, when I put that technology in place, how's my team going to go with that? And most of them are just overwhelmed in the beginning because they're busy. We're trying to lift their productivity on everything that they were doing. And now we're flipping this
0: technology that they've got to use, which once they get to use it makes a difference. But that's actually one of the big challenges with that. So you almost have to slow down to then go faster with the technology. Completely. And particularly like this year, throwing a COVID and actually a really good
1: sales market. Yeah. You know, like no one's like, go, go, go now, go now, because you just never know when that's going to end. So the complexity of that. I think the other prop tech issue, too, is trying to reduce, like, we are trying to get single view of customer. Everyone's talked about that for years. So when we deal with the person, we can treat them like a person, depending on what their need is. But our technology across the industry has not worked that way. You either have been a landlord or a tenant, or a buyer and a seller. Then we have bits of technology that plug into bits of the process to deal with that. But there's nothing that trying to get it so it pulls it all together and you actually can say, right, here's Angus and this is everything he's done with us. Right. He might have been a tenant and then he's decided to buy and then he wants to do it. So we can actually get one view of you and treat you as a customer as opposed to one of those four, four things.
0: And if you done any research just on your data around who is a tenant or a landlord who became a buyer or a seller? Because obviously, as, you, as you're saying, like you've got Agent Box and then you've got a CRM system in yeah. property management, they don't talk to each other. No. They probably exist in both yeah. systems a lot of the time. Have you looked into that at all? Yeah. I couldn't give you statistics on that, Yeah, but I can tell you it happens, particularly in our marketplace
1: where we're, like we're spread out across Sydney, but in our upper end, people who are renting flats that are above 1500 bucks a week Tend to be people of financial substance and they have chosen to live somewhere, but their property is owned elsewhere. So there's heaps of those connections that can be made. The connections we do make with that, we stumble into, as in the tenant is looking at properties, they say, oh, that one down there, can I go and look at that or whatever, as opposed to us working that in a proper and organised way. Uh, We get there, but it relies more on the different person to flag their interest in whatever that is. And
0: how are you trying to solve that problem in your business? A couple of ways. First, you're trying to get technology
1: that actually can do that. So yep. we have recently moved completely to our property. We used to be a rock and rest user. We are now off that, thank goodness. And now we're with our property. And our property is a much more a system that puts everything into the one program. And all our payments to landlords, everything's been done through them. And everything's and, automated now. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a very strict disciplined data system. Strict discipline doesn't necessarily fit with the real estate industry that well, but it's it's very like if you get into that, it's good. So what I actually want, and maybe someone's out there's listening, is I want that to talk to AgentBox with an ABI where we're an agent-mock customer. So Simon, Eddie, can you make that happen? And if you could do real-time agent at the same time, that would be
0: good. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank
1: um, you. Because then what we can have is we can have the data flowing around in mm. that ecosystem as opposed to being completely separate. So the tools, like AgentBox has some great tools and it has some great products that attach to that. So then I can use some of those products if I've got that flowing in. At the moment, I have to make sure – you know, it's a bit haphazard and manual and
0: and you talk about change and bring change into the business and giving them the why and to implement it and then working with them over a series of months if we've had it done with real time agent. Do you find that property managers adopt and pick up technology faster than agents, or do agents pick it up and run with it faster? As a general observation? I think we have to do it as humans. Yeah. Yeah. Do humans pick up with it? No.
1: So there's a whole process that you have to go through to make that happen. So you know, like I, I work on the basis that, you know, you do the talk to everybody. This is the new thing. No one listened to a word you said. And you just got to accept that, yeah. right? You know, because I've been in my own, but I told them. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's just part of the journey. And you have to do the why, like why do it, what difference is going to make. But it's even like, say, for example, an agency cigarette, like when we started using real-time agent, you know, it's much, much faster to do it all on real-time agent. But you're an agent, you're out there. You know, one, one guy just keeps a whole stack of blank agency agreements in his car, right? So he's there with the customer. What does he doing in the old days? He just fills that in, gets them to sign it, and off he goes. So that's efficient. For him to get the iPad, take it out, do it, learn to use it, it just oh, freaks him out. But he's now doing it because he sees the benefit and he's got an assistant that's doing that for him. So it's all good. But, you know, you've got all these ways that they've developed to do things pretty fast anyway. And some of those things are things that help us, like as in the business can make our administration streamline. As far as he's concerned, he's just filled in an agency agreement, you know.
0: The efficiency maybe. is actually to the back-end business. Back-end, yeah.
1: Yes. And the thing is you have to, with the technology, you've got to be, obviously there's a back-end benefit, right, that you've got to work through. But if you can somehow do it, show them what the front-end benefit is. So hmm. it's like electronic exchange of contracts is a good one. You know, I actually found this myself because I go to our auctions and sometimes I'm the one doing the agency agreement. Right, so I had the iPad Then I'm trying to do it and I'm completely freaking out. And I had a couple of moments where I'd like, just give me the hard copy, would you? I'm just going to do this, right? I know we're not going to get the efficiency in the back end, but I don't really care right now because I need to get this exchanged. We're much better at that now. So we don't do that now. You but you have to break the old habit to form the new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found it stressful. And I suppose this is one of my main points is I've started trying to use things myself, right? And I think this is a leadership thing where – I call it management from a distance. I think I like to use corporate management as a thing. I don't know whether they do it that way or not, but it's that distant management where I think you have to go down. So I'm standing with the iPad with real time agent with some, you know, my adrenaline's all over the places. We've just sold something for 5 million and I'm trying to get it exchanged. And the buyer's looking at me and I can't make the wifi work or whatever it is. So I understand the stress that the agent's going under, and a couple of times I did default back. If I'm doing that and I'm the technology pusher in our business, well, how's that for all the people on the ground? And I think it's very important to get recognition around that. And I also think it's about, you know, like we tend to go, right, this is all the function. There you go. You've done the course. Whereas I think the the, the better way to do it, which sort of seems to take more time in the beginning, it's like sitting down with the agent, okay, where's your problem? Is it a problem for you to do manual exchange of contracts? And i will go, no, nah. And so, well, hold on, let's talk about that. When you do, when they run a contract from one side of Sydney to the other, and that takes a whole day, they love it because they feel like they're being an agent, moving the contract around. But, you know, like, you, know you could do that in 10 minutes. And then they go, oh, right. No, actually, that's a good point. So you've got to, you, you've got to work with them. But that, that's the influencing it. Or they said, listen, my problem's not that. My problem is this. So concentrate on fixing that problem using technology. Then they're seeing the value in it, and it makes them the more curious about what the product can do. Our property, which we put in, it's a classic. I don't think we could have had any better in terms of training, preparations, and plans to what everyone had to be trained on when. But do you think, did they all take that on board? No. So guess what happened? We had the cutover. Suddenly, everybody's completely freaking out because they had to use it. Now, had they been listening? Yeah and no, right? Because... Now the need was with them. Now it's all been fine because we've had the support there to support it. But I think that's part of the reality of technology where you think the cost is in the subscription, but the cost is actually in the training. And I actually used to work for IBM years ago. That's where I sort of started. And they used to talk about it back then. And the, the computers were far more expensive then than they are now. Yeah. And they used to say that it's nothing to do with the cost of the computer and the software. It's actually the training and getting up to speed. So this is not a new issue. It's it's been around since the dawn it's, of it's technology. A human, it's a human, human issue. Is yeah. Right. But the problem now is that we have so much coming out, of, and and you know when you're trying to work out, and I think a classic was I tried to work out the best scheduling software for my Instagram, and you know because the the course recommended something, then there's Hootsuite, and then there's these other ones. I thought which one? And so I spent a night doing a head in. Because none of them were perfect. So then I had to make an assessment of, well, which one am I going to go? In the end, I stuck with the Hootsuite because I'd built up
0: some skill level in that. And I'd also built up the hacks. So I think there's a real level of that. When we were talking about before, there's 365 prop tech companies now in Australia. There's over one for every day of the week contacting you probably. Ah. How do you actually decide which ones you're going to meet with? And which ones you just got to say no to? And the reality is some of them might be the best solution, but it just might not be the right time for your business. How do you work through that? So there's complexity, isn't it? Because you think, okay, what is my problem? Then I'll go out and solve it.
1: But sometimes the tech person can turn up and say, here's the problem that we're solving, which makes you go, actually, that's now a problem that I've got. Yep. Because now that you've highlighted that, I can see that this could be better. I think the key, I think what actually holds you back is making sure that you're implementing what you put in properly. This year, for example, we've had a real push on using Agent Box. So I used to run the spreadsheet from hell in order to try and manage it all. I said, let's get rid of that, right? Which all the admin people were very, very relieved at because it saved them two days or something trying to manage that. And I thought, I have to learn to do the reporting. So I can whiz around that pretty quickly in terms of I can press the buttons and I can tell you what our results are and I can compare and do things. But I had to learn it the Agent Box way. I'd been on the Ewan way. But I had to let go of that and go, well, it may not be perfect, but I can't have any more spreadsheets. So that's sort of what we're onto now is like, use. Like, it's, like, it's like pull your reporting from the system that you're using to do your business and then your reporting will actually then be accurate. Just conform to the new process. And conform it to it. So, so that was in my own mind. I thought I had to do that. So I had to sit there, click, 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 click. What, how did this do it? Now, I don't have time, but I had to make the time in order to be able to get the efficiency. And I think That's what all our people need to do and we
0: have to be able to lead them through that to help them do it. And there's definitely going to be, I mean, COVID has rapidly sped up a lot of the adoption of technology or just the interest in it. But to your point, it's actually about how well you can implement it into your business to get the efficiency for later. Yeah. Because in two years' time from now, the businesses that don't kind of spend and invest the time and the money in the humans to actually get them using it, they're the ones who are going to be really struggling when you're operating at a much faster level and providing much better customer service. Yeah. Well, we're nearly towards the end of time, but we always ask two questions okay. for everyone who comes on PropTech Insider. First question is, what's your definition of success? Look, I think it varies, to be honest. You know, my, my definition of success is just to get out
1: there and do my best. I, I go, if I've done my best, but actually my best was crap, I'm actually okay with that. But that generally means I'm going to work out how to be better. So, so. You know, a definition of success as in, you know, obviously you need to support your family and and, and all that of stuff. So, but but I'm I have a vision for Morton at the moment which is different to what we've been for the last twenty five years. And that's what I'm really working on. Yep. So my definition of success right now is achieving that goal. So, yeah, you know, everyone can watch out industry. Here I come. Yeah. Or as in I'm I I just decided I needed to reinvent a lot of stuff and technology's played a big role in that and we're on a process of that. So if I get to where I want it to go, which is effectively doubling our business, I suppose I'll have succeeded. But I'm probably of an age too where I don't worry about that sort of stuff too much. It's like, you know what, I'm alive. It, so it ch- probably changes over the years. I'm alive. I'm breathing. We're here. we yeah. having a nice chat. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: pretty good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. Um, and the last question is, tell us one thing that you're going to start, stop and continue. I'm going to continue focusing on my
1: own business. I feel like I'm actually back to 2002, which is funny. There's a whole podcast in that. Yeah. Uh, like in terms of where I'm, uh, how immersed I am in it at the moment. And the energy that you bring you into it. And the energy I'm putting into it. Like I've actually, there's, I've actually sort of backed away a little bit from a lot of industry stuff just because I really need to focus on my own people. So I'm going to continue doing that. I'm going to continue working on my leadership and working out what's wrong with it, <laughs> which is a continual process, and working to improve that. I'm going to continue empowering our people. We're running this thing at the moment that we're calling the Empowered Leadership Model. And it's basically taken us three years to work it out, as we've had carnage the whole way, trying to work out how to empower people, be empowered, act as an empowered person, be an empowerer. We've managed to do a pretty good job of confusing ourselves. But I think we're there now. You got it right? I Well... We have an energy now that I think is going to be able to push us forward. So, so we're definitely going to be continuing and souping that up, getting people to operate in that way. And if I get that right, we'll be killing it. And what about stop? You know, one of the things I always say, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to stop talking so much, but that, I mean, I've done pretty well what? today. Yeah. But I mean, I, I always, I'm, part of that is like, bugger that, you know, I'm noisy person and He got good things to it's say. It's just the way it is. And you know what well, everyone needs to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's always my one thing is to try and actually not be so noisy and tall. But part of me is also like I'm never going to succeed at that and so why don't we just go with the noisy tall person and be done with it. Hey, so, it works
0: well for you. you. Run a great business and thank you for coming on the podcast. Pleasure. Thank you, Angus. Thanks for listening to today's episode of PropTech Insider. If you'd like to learn more about our topic today visit agentsolutions.com.au. If you have enjoyed this topic and you want to hear more about exciting content that we have in store, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast app you use. See you next time.